Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Remember Jackie Chan? I used to love Jackie Chan. Do you remember him? He's, he's still around, right? Rush Hour movies and everything. He used to say he does his own stunts, and he did. He did his own stunts. Well, we do our own stunts on this show. I do all my own stunts. Now, stunts, I don't mean like Jackie Chan stunts. I'm not jumping out of planes or beating the crap out of anyone or getting the crap beat out of me or anything like that. But um, I'm very proud to have a great production team. But I ask them to put on a high-quality production. I do not ask them to write my content ever, and they can vouch for that. So there's a, a deadline article we're going to get to in a little bit. It's a Hollywood writer strike, and nobody knows what to do. And if that doesn't tell you that they're all fake, you'd be like, well, Dan, actors, of course, they're reading the script. No, I'm not talking about actors. I'm talking about like the late-night comedy shows. You need someone to write your stuff? You can't, you're telling me you're so passionate, Stephen Colbert and all these other people about hating Trump and everything that someone else wrote that for you. Donald Trump really what does that say? sucks. What a bunch of fakes. We do all our own stunts here. Joe does his stunts. I do my stunts. He does stunts. We do all our own stunts. We're the stunt masters. All my own freaking stunts here. We don't need writers. On the radio show either, because I give a thing about what I do here. Write my own material. Don't need no stinking writers. Do my own stunts. All right, I got to talk about it. Interesting turn in this Tucker story. Uh, <laughs> the libs really covering up a disturbing incident by Biden. I got to ask you a really troubling question. I mean, a question liberals ask about conservatives all the time. Is Biden a full-blown racist? Fair question, right? I mean, liberals ask that question all the time. A lot to talk about today. Today's show brought to you by Blackout Coffee. You ever feel emotionally drained with all this drama going on, this woke BS crap? Well, listen, you want a warrior's coffee, but I drink three, four times a day? Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee's Freedom Nectar is for all the patriots whose character embraces duty, family, values, and rights. These guys align with our conservative values and they make some absolutely delicious coffee roasts. Listen, this is a coffee household. Paula's Colombian. She didn't screw around with her coffee. I don't screw around with coffee either. Bad coffee, bad day. Simple. Good coffee, good day. Great coffee, great day. It's why I recommend Blackout Coffee. It's a coffee company 100% committed to promoting conservative values. They don't accept any compromises on taste or quality. What's more, Blackout Coffee makes a great Mother's Day gift for any coffee-loving moms out there. Get them a bunch of it. Check out their Mother's Day bundles and all their delicious, tasty roasts today at, here's the website, ready? Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. You want to save 20%? Sure you do. Use coupon code Bongino on your first order. Ditch those other jokers. Blackout Coffee remains true to our values. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Coffee's great, folks. <laughs> no joke. Or use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. All right, Joseph. He does all his own stunts. Let's go. There you writers, go, we don't need no stinky writers. <laughs> Hell no. Darn right we don't. Thank you to everyone joining the chat. Got some Oklahoma City people out there. R. Kramer saying Bongino rules. Thank you very much. For some reason, my alarm is going off, which is really what? super weird. I didn't set an alarm. <laughs> I don't know if Joe's messing with me. So let's get to it, all right? Nah, mm. it ain't me, dude. No. Agua time first. Yeah. Bongino rules desert. Desert Trojan. Thank you. So the Tucker Fox News story took an interesting turn yesterday. Little bit of video leak. Now, Joe, you're actually good to comment on this because Joe has Hi. been in the media business a long time. Joe, you spent, what, 30 years in front of a microphone? What is the rule about a microphone? It, How should you treat a you microphone? You always treat a mic like it's hot, dude. <laughs> yeah, that, that was quick. That, that, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, my friend. I didn't even have to like cue him. We didn't, we didn't rehearse that or anything like that. Well, Listen, we all know this. We all know that. Everyone knows it. So that's what makes me like ask a couple different questions about it. Everybody knows it. I'm not really sure how this video got out there, how it leaked. I'm honestly not sure who even leaked it. But it was an interesting thing. When you're on, on Fox on doing a hit in appearance or anything else, when that mic or lavalier mic, the one on your lapel, whatever you have, it's always, you always have to treat it as on. You know why? Because it always is. Always, whatever you're saying <laughs> yeah. is absolutely being recorded somewhere. I'm sure of it. Trust me on this one, okay? So I'm not sure who leaked this, but it adds an interesting layer to the Tucker Fox News, Fox News story. Someone 
Someone's going to have to explain from Fox soon what's going on uh, with the Tucker Carlson case. It's getting weird now. Um, does he have a job there? Does he not have a job there? Everybody thinks he was fired. It's, uh, there are stories out there. Megyn Kelly reported that he's not fired. So if he's not fired, why is he off the air? Was there a cause? Somebody's going to have to explain what's going on. I know both of these people. I know the entities of Fox used to work there. Very friendly with a lot of folks. No Tucker, very friendly with him. Again, a unique kind of unparalleled talent in the business. But somebody's going to have to explain what's going on because now it's getting weird. So this video leaked yesterday and everybody assumed it was leaked by Fox. I'm not sure that's the case. I don't know who leaked this video. But here it is. Uh, it's about 30 seconds of a minute plus, but he's talking to someone on the phone and uh, talks about how Fox Nation is really a platform in trouble. And this got out yesterday. So check this out. Yeah, but the majority of it, like if we go like 45 minutes, it's going to be for Fox Nation. But nobody's going to watch it on Fox Nation. Nobody watches Fox Nation because the site sucks. So I'd really like to just put the dump the whole thing on YouTube. Um, but anyway, that's just my view. Um, uh, I'm just frustrated with the, in, it, it's hard to use that site. I don't know why they're not fixing it. It's driving me insane. And they're like making like lifetime movies, but they don't, they don't work on the infrastructure of the site. Like what? It's crazy. And it drives me crazy because it's like we're doing all this extra work and no one can find it. It's unbelievable, actually. I don't know who runs that site. We're going to play a sizable chunk on the show tomorrow night. That's the plan. And then what it's going to do is drive a lot of people to watch this on Fox Nation. It's going to be a great help to what we're doing over there on TV today. I know, but we're doing our part. We're like working like animals to produce all this content and the people in charge of it whoever that guy's, whatever his name is, like they're ignoring the fact that the site doesn't work. And it, it's, I think it's like a betrayal of our efforts. That's how I feel. So I, of course I resent it. Yeah. I, I think everybody jumped to assume like, oh, that was, it was leaked by Fox. The answer is, I don't know. I, I'm always been candid with you. I'm covering this as a news event. I'm in an interesting spot because I was kind of part of the story because I worked there, but I have a responsibility in my audience to cover it fairly. You know, I don't know who leaked that. I wouldn't jump to that. Why would, I don't understand why they would leak that. And the reason I played it in the end portion of it is what would be their motive to leak it? Because Fox Nation did have issues, no doubt about it. I mean, we were on Fox Nation. He knows well. We had some issues there, too. So um, they weren't, you know, catastrophic, but it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Now, this someone, again, is going to have to explain what's going on. It's clear he still is under contract there. That part we know. He definitely wasn't fired as some of the original stories imply. They don't, I, you know, I don't know the inside baseball that story. I know my story. I don't know his story. It's none of my business. But again, he's a really unique talent who's very important in the movement. So a lot of people have taken an active interest in this. Megan Kelly, another former of Fox News talent, I'll be on her show uh, coming up, I think in a couple of weeks. Hey, you, uh, did you coordinate that for me? May, is it May 18th or something like that? Yes, I'm right around that time. Yeah. So Megan Kelly brought this up yesterday. This is why I think both parties are going to have to come to some kind of, you know, rapprochement here sometime soon because it's not benefiting Tucker by the movement not having him on the air. We need his voice. It's that's clear as day. But it's not benefiting Fox either. This is one of those really rare in the media business situations where really everybody it's not just a lose lose, Joe. It's a lose really, really lose scenario. Like, everybody's not only getting kneecapped, it's like their legs are getting sawed off. Here's Megyn Kelly describing how, all right, it's not just that Tucker's getting hurt by being off the air, but Fox is getting hurt too. The rating situation last week was an absolute bloodbath. It was, a, it was an apocalyptic massacre. Here, take a listen. Ratings that we now have for Thursday show the, I don't know if you want to call it a boycott of his 8 p.m. hour, um, continues they continue to have record low numbers in his spot where uh, Thursday, previously, Tucker had pulled in 3 million the previous Thursday. The APM hour got half that, 1.5 million. The week before on Thursday, Tucker had gotten 334,000. Uh, this week, this past Thursday, they got 136,000. The only reason they didn't lose to CNN in the demo that night is because Anderson Cooper got a 108,000, which is just, these numbers are basement toilet numbers, however you want to look at it. <laughs> they did lose to MSNBC and they lost to MSNBC the previous nights in the demo as well. So it's not going well for Fox News at 8 p.m. at all.
which is the understatement of the year. By the way, I appreciate all the positive emails, comments in the chat room, Facebook messages, everything you guys have sent to me since I've left. It means the world to me. I want you to understand that. Obelis in the chat room just said, you know, well, Tucker's okay. He's under contract. With all due respect, sir, thanks for joining the show. Or ma'am, I'm not sure. Obelis seems, uh, you know, <laughs> could be, uh, I don't know if it's a liberal pronoun day or what, but I'm not sure. But um, I'm not sure that's correct. I don't think he really cares so much about the money. He's made a lot of money through the years, part of the Daily Caller. I think he's fine financially, and he will be fine. Someone will scoop him up next year for a ridiculous amount of money. I think, like me, he cares about the movement. I'm not going to be naive and stupid with you. Oh, money, money, shmoney, I do this for free. I can't do it for free. I got to send my kid to school. I got to feed my family. I'm a capitalist at heart. I have to make money. The more money you can make, the better you can make, as long as you do it ethically, right? Uh, but that's not my primary motivation for being here. And you know what, ladies and gents, not to get, do these, you know, self-back uh, self rubs. Hey, look how great I am. But Joe and I did this for free. Legit for free, L literally for free. I was like, Joe, can you help me out with this podcast? I don't have any sponsors and I have no way to pay you. Joe was like, okay, yep. like, let's do it, man. Let's go change the world. And uh, we did. And it only made money after about three years. So again, the proof is in the pudding. And I think he kind of feels the same way. He'd rather be on the air making a hundred grand a year than not be on the air, you know, making 20 or whatever. I don't know what his contract was. So I'm not sure how this ends. It's an important story. Spent a lot of time in it last week. I want to move on because I got a lot more to talk to. Just quickly before I get to it, I don't know how this is going to end either. Speaking of uh, not knowing how things are going to end. This deadline story uh, about the Hollywood writers on strike I hinted at in the beginning of the show. You know, I, I learned something interesting. And maybe some of you in the chat room, if you know better, you can tell me about this. That the genesis of reality TV was the writer's strike back in what, late 90s, 2000s? where writers went on strike and they were like, okay, screw the writers. We're just going to put a bunch of people in a room and we're basically going to do a reality TV show where it doesn't require any scripting. So the question becomes, and the reason I ask that question now with all these writers on strike talking about the business and Tucker and everything else is, is this where AI comes in? I mean, there's a Wall Street Journal story I was covering this yesterday about artificial intelligence. How if you can, it's a fascinating story. The premise of it is, if you wanted like a, what is it, Nora Ephron film or whatever it is, she does love, love comedies, I guess, or whatever, that you can plug into AI, like draw up a script and make it like a Nora Ephron or whatever. I don't really know Hollywood. A comedy love story that they can draw up a pretty darn good script. So, you know, creative destruction, man. Chump eaters, the whole writer's business get destroyed with the advent of AI. And who takes the plunge first if this strike continues? I don't know. Just an interesting story I threw in to kind of break up the politics of the day every single day. I got a lot more to get to, though. Uh, important stuff here. Folks, it's time to ask a really important question, a troubling question, one that I would never ask unless I sincerely meant it. One of the things about charges of racism, a grotesque charge, I mean, outside of calling someone a pedophile, I'm not really sure what's worse. I mean, not only are you saying someone is evil by calling them a racist because you're clearly demeaning their character by an immutable characteristic, the melanin content of their skin. It's not just that. It's that you've chosen to be ignorant by not choosing to even rectify it. Like there's an easy, if you, let's just say for a second, you're a loser, right? You're a racist and you're a loser and you judge people the minute you see them. Uh, that person's got brown skin. I don't like that person. You can fix that real easy, Joe, by just asking them some questions, right? Yeah. Like, hey, how are you? Oh, good. You have kids. You're a dad. You do this. You go to church. You can fix that quick and not be an idiot. Right. But you choose to be an idiot. So I don't throw around that charge lightly because I kid you not. I'm not into the virtue signaling space. I don't care. I'm really not interested. I think outside of being called a pedophile, being called a racist is probably the worst thing out there because you're evil and you're dumb. You're just dumb. You could ask someone about themselves and figure out, wow, that's not a bad person, but you choose not to. Liberals are eager, however, to throw that charge out to anyone. It's like Oprah giving away cars. You're a racist. You're, everybody's a freaking racist to the left, right? But I got to ask you a question, man. What about Joe Biden? 
I mean, Joe Biden says a lot of things in these moments where he lets his guard down, which are often these days, because he doesn't seem to be able to get his arms around, I think, because of his cognitive deficit, control of his emotions. He's got a troubling history with race. Remember when he's talking about Obama? He's uh, first clean black guy. We say, really? What does that mean? He takes a shower or something? What the hell does that even mean? But I guess people were like, ah, oh, we'll give him a pass, lunch bucket, Joe. Here he is at the White House yesterday. He's talking to, uh, I believe it's a, a Muslim judge. And he tells him, and this is a quote, it's even hard to repeat, hush up, boy. Take a listen yourself. I appoint all those federal judges, but you know, thank you for serving. I'm not kidding. You want to come and make a speech? Hush up, boy. As my mother would say. Mm. Uh, I think he threw that as my mother would say in the end because he realized, oh my gosh, I just said, uh, I just told this minority gentleman to hush up, boy. That's what I thought. That's, I know that's what you thought. He threw that in at the end. Maybe if I save myself and say, mom said this to me when I was a kid. Mom didn't say that to you when you were a kid. Folks, he does this all the time. You know, if the left is going to throw around haphazardly charges of everybody and their mother being racist, and it's only fair that we ask the question of them as well. And again, I don't throw these charges around haphazardly like they do. Here's a little bit of a supercut. About a minute. This goes on forever, by the way. In about a minute or so. This is a supercut of Biden's extremely questionable comments about minorities and black Americans. That would make a sane person think, eh, this guy sounds like he's got a problem with minorities. Like I said, a sane person. Liberals will gaff all this off. Check this out. And the cheer for Muslim, we cheer for Muslim athletes like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I know him and I did mispronounce his name. That's not it. That's the other one. That was him yesterday at the uh, White House. He, he doesn't even know who Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is. The multi-time NBA championship winner, probably one of the top five basketball players at all of all time. That's a symptom of his cognitive deficit. His name is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Get the guy's name right. Here's the other one. This is the video. I want you to listen to this clearly, each one of these pieces, and tell me at the end, does this sound like a guy who's got a bit of a troubling history with race? And one more thing in there, you'll see Robert, he talks about Robert Byrd. The guy he's talking about there was a Ku Klux Klan exalted cyclops. Take a listen. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Well, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and clean and Nice looking guy. Biden recalling his early Senate career, bringing up two segregationist senators, Herman Talmadge and James Eastland, who called African-Americans an inferior race. I was in a caucus with James O. Eastland, Biden said. He never called me boy. He always called me son. At least there was some civility. We got things done. The senators that he is speaking of with such adoration are individuals who made and built their reputation on segregation. The Ku Klux Klan celebrated the election of one of them. Using the word boy in the way he did uh, can cause hurt and pain. And we need a presidential nominee and the leader of our party to be sensitive to that. My Democratic colleagues don't like me saying this. I think the two-party system is good for the South and good for the Negro, good for the black. Other than the fact that they still call me boy, I don't think they've, I think they've changed their mind. I was also known to Robert C. Byrd was a parliamentary library, a keeper of the institution of the Senate, and he was the institution itself. For a lot of us, he was a friend. You know, again, folks, I'm just asking you to look at it candidly. You know, for liberals out there, take your freaking stupid glasses off. You got the glasses on. They're not rose-colored glasses. They're stupid-colored glasses. Take them off for a minute and listen to the transcript of that. Just write it out and then just show it to your kids and don't tell them Joe Biden said it. And say, hey, you know, we got a racist neighbor moving in a few blocks away. Said all this. Your kids will be like, oh, my gosh, what a horrible person. They go, sorry, kids, that's your president, Joe Biden. I take a quick break. But on the other side of this break, I'm going to tease something for tomorrow's show, which I almost never do. Because why not just put in today's show? But it came up right before I came on the air. It's a speech by James Lindsay. 
And uh, it's got a lot to do with these false charges of racism and why the left uses it. Stay tuned. I got a loaded show, a lot more, including the return of Ryan Webb, <laughs> Delaware County Councilman, who uh, is a Republican, who says he identifies as an Indian female now, although he's a straight white male, and the left one absolutely <laughs> crazy. We got an update on that. This is incredible. That's coming up. Saul Alinsky's rules. And uh, Philip Bump is back. He's back from the Washington Post. Folks, cereals for grownups, let's be honest, they just taste like garbage. They just do. Nobody wants to eat them. It's time to get that magic back from childhood. Remember you're in front of the, the TV watching Super Friends in the cartoons with the spoon and the cereal, loving your life like, man, this tastes so good. It did taste good. Magic Spoon is now replicated your favorite childhood cereals to taste amazing. But here's the thing. Each serving contains zero grams of sugar, zero. 13 to 14 grams of protein, four to five net grams of carbs. It's delicious. It's a mainstay in my household. We love it. Magic Spoon is great for a low-carb lifestyle. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and a soy-free way to relive those memories when you were a kid, these great-tasting cereals. Listen, you can build your custom bundle, by the way. Listen to these flavors. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry muffin, maple waffle, honey nut, cookies and cream, and cinnamon roll. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. To grab a custom bundle of cereal, be sure to get our, uh, use our promo code Bongino at checkout to save $5 off your order. The stuff's amazing. I usually have a little bit of it before I go to bed at night. Keeps my uh, cortisol levels low. I love it. Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, back with a 100% happiness guarantee. You don't like it? For any reason, no sweat. They'll refund your money, no questions asked. It's that good. Get your next delicious bowl of cereal at magicspoon.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, and use the coupon code Bongino to save $5 off. Thanks, Magic Spoon. Uh, we really appreciate it. So, again, not to get ahead of tomorrow's show, but James Lindsay, you may have heard of him. You've probably seen him on Fox and Newsmax. Uh, he's at Conceptual James on Twitter. Gave a phenomenal, and when I say phenomenal, I'm not overselling this about 25-minute speech on the origins of the word woke in Marxist ideology. It is so incredible. And it aligns with something I've been telling you for a long time that you have to understand the why. We, Joe, how long have we been saying it? If you don't understand the why about the left, what they do doesn't matter because you'll never know how to fight it. Once you understand the why, you can never unsee liberalism. I'll be including multiple cuts of the speech in tomorrow's show. But he explains perfectly why people like Joe Biden get a pass on what are questionably racist comments. Any sane person would question. But why you, the enemies of Marxism, will never get a pass. And racism will be used as a tool, just like class warfare was used as a tool by original Marxists. Because they believe capitalism is deterministic. That anybody who subscribes to the capitalist system is taking to the poor to give to the rich. And whatever they need to do to break down that system, including calling you a racist while giving Joe Biden a pass, is a tool in that war. Because unless they control it, they'll destroy it. I'll explain more tomorrow. Don't miss tomorrow's show. I hate to do that to you, but it just, I was transfixed by this thing before the show and I didn't have enough time to cut it up in the minute before. I got a lot to get to today anyway including Marxist tactics, which leads me right to my next topic. Perfectly unintended segue. Saul Alinsky's rule number four. Marxists love leftist tactics. Liberals love Marxist tactics and vice versa because it's the same thing. What's Alinsky's rule number four? Saul Alinsky, as you all know, wrote Rules for Radicals. He was a leftist organizer who was very successful at taking small, what he considered marginalized groups of people and using them to take on corporations and the state when they were vastly outnumbered. Regardless of how awful this guy was, his tactics were tactical genius, and they worked. One of his rules was make your opponent live up to their own book of rules. He said, you can kill them with this, for they can no more obey their own rules than the Christian church can live up to Christianity. Wow. Yeah, powerful rule, man. But it, well, he used it, and oh, the left yes. uses it to this day. Yes. The fact that we acknowledge that human beings are sinful, even us, gives the left the tool. It doesn't, you think it gives you an out, which it should be. We should be able to redeem ourselves for our sins. The level the left cares about is if you sin, you're not going to be a Christian. We're going to use your own Christian rules against you. Right. Well, I got news for you. That works against the left too, folks. So the left is now claim that regardless of who you are, you can claim to be a woman or a man 
and you can recreate yourself. And these are artificial white male patriarchy, deterministic, uh-huh, you get the Lindsay stuff, categories built in by the white male patriarchy to, defor- to enforce this deterministic system. And if we don't own it, then we're going to destroy it, the left says. So anything considered normal, in other words, I'm a man, you're a woman, is to be destroyed. So this lawmaker, whether he was doing it in jest or not, is irrelevant. This lawmaker, he's a Republican, being sarcastic, of course, but he says, you know, I'm a white male, but I now identify as an Indian female. Oh, boy, did that piss off the left. The day get fired up. We found this video on Twitter this morning. A bunch of people came up to protest Webb, uh, Ryan Webb, and say, hey, this is all fake and phony. And Webb's like, hey, you don't get to question me. Your rules, baby. Saul Alinsky, number four, Quattro. Check this out. The person Ryan Webb announced publicly on social media that he now, now identifies as a lesbian woman of color. If he were serious, I'd sing his praises. But instead, I know better. In none of my jobs in the last 21 years, and that is many, many jobs, would I have been permitted to mock and disrespect my customers. And if that were true, we would all be proud of you. And no one would be denying your right to do such things and to identify by your heritage. But your open mockery of these communities is insane. In order to demand for the resignation of Ryan Webb. The posts Mr. Webb made on April 12th were offensive on many, we- on many levels. After hearing these complaints, Ryan Webb responded. I'm being dead serious. You don't get to question me. You do not get to require proof from me. You were part of the movement to help establish these rules and set the bar. Touche, Councilman. <laughs> Touche is right. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Woo. Good job, Ryan Webb. Hey, their rules, buddy. Take their rules, dipsy do flipperoo, and shove them right. Uh, that's, for, that's for a different show. <laughs> Can we do that? You think I, we could do a show once a week, not for kids? Can we do that? What do you guys think in the chat room? Let me know. Should we do a not for kids show? Oh, Maybe we, on Friday? We could. Where we just go all out. We label with the E on it. I know. I shouldn't do that. I, it's more. <laughs> I can't. Sometimes I just want to like. Mm, I don't know, man. Hey, but we're winning. <laughs> we're winning. This Bud Light thing is absolutely blown up in their face because people are getting tired of, 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 of LGBTQIA, BIOPC, spiritual one plus two, three, whatever it is. People are getting tired of the changing rules designed to break down what's normal because what's normal is seen as the Marxist is a control mechanism to keep people down and oppressed. You get it? So they want to break down anything that's normal, including men and women. So Bud Light played into that. And as the St. Louis Dispatch is reporting, uh, it's not going well. It's really not going well. It's turned into a really bad business move as sales, according to this report, collapsed 26%. Do you have any idea what a catastrophic collapse in audience, 20, in, a, in your customer base, 26% is. And by the way, I assure you, a lot of those people are never coming back. Oh, man. See, the thing with a tech product, oh, yeah, that's bad. The thing with a tech product, like an iPhone or something like that, Joe, is, yeah, there are other options. Yeah. Samsung, there are other freedom phones. There's other things out there. The problem is a lot of people are married to the tech platform. They have their iMusic in there, whatever, their podcast. They're not used to it. It's hard. There's a what, what you'd call like a transaction cost to that, right? With Bud Light, there's very little. The beer's not honestly not particularly great. It's not horrible, but it's not great. And people be like, you know what? I'll just take a Corona. Or a, I'm not suggesting these companies aren't woke either, but I'm just telling you there's options. Bud Light basically destroyed their entire brand. Maybe it'll be a lesson for others. Maybe it won't. But Saul Alinsky's rule number four works. Make no mistake. So Philip Bump is back, by the way, in the Washington Post. They got that. The blue state exodus continues. Bernie Sanders continues to humiliate himself. Loaded show. A lot more to talk about. Kareem Jean-Pierre, too. Anyone changing their vote before we continue no. the show? Sucks. No. no. You sure? Still say D? You're sticking with it. He's not even feeling that great. He's still sticking with it. You know, when you're not feeling sometimes you have a little sympathy. But he said, no, not today. I don't care. Boy, what they say in the chat? Oh, they want to do a Dan Bongino unfiltered? <laughs> oh, boy. That could be a lot of fun, folks. That's the real Dan. I'm sorry to tell you that, but I got to be honest with you. That's the real me. Right, Guy? Joe? Hell yeah. Joe's been with me in multiple states. He's heard many conversations. 
That's the real me, brother. Make no mistake. You want to hear the real me, man? That reporter I told off that time. That is, uh, <laughs> that's me. All right. As we get older, many of us start to experience hearing loss. You know that. That was the case for my father. He had ba pretty bad hearing loss. He was saying, what? All the time. And it bothered him. He discovered MD hearing aids. He's not only hearing better, but he's interacting like his old self. These FDA registered rechargeable hearing aids cost about, cost about 90% less than the competition. Plus, they recently cut the price in half. You can now get MD hearing aids for just $300 a pair with rechargeable batteries that last up to 30 hours. They're tiny. They fit in the ears so well, no one knows you're wearing them. MD hearing is sold over a million hearing aids with a 45-day risk-free trial, letting you buy with absolute confidence. While other prices are on the rise, MD hearing is coming down. So if you want MD hearing smallest hearing aid ever, go to mdhearing.com. That's mdhearing.com and use promo code PATRIOT. That's you, PATRIOT, to get their new buy one, get one, $149.99 each offer when you buy a pair. Plus, they're adding a free extra charging case, a $100 value just for listeners to this show. These things work great. My dad's a big fan. So head to mdhearing.com. Use our promo code PATRIOT because that's you. And they like to talk to you. And get their new buy one, get one, $149.99 each offer when you buy a pair. mdhearing.com, promo code PATRIOT. Thank you, MD Hearing. All right. So just quickly, a couple news stories, news, uh, news block of the day. Philip Bump, clown from the Washington Post, is back again. So there was an illegal immigrant uh, deported five times. He was alleged to have murdered five people. Um, in the uh, in the state of Texas. So Philip Bump, of course, who is a uh, tier one level dip wad, uh, feels like there was no reason at all for Greg Abbott to mention the immigration status of five people murdered in the state, even if he'd been right. The vibe was, what about black on black crime? An attempt to depict an entire community is unsafe. Here's Philip Bump again, again, engaged in the same thing James Lindsay's talking about in his speech I'll cover tomorrow diversionary racist type tactics to introduce race into an argument that has nothing to do with it. The fact of the matter is the man who was here was deported five times. That's his thing, fellas. It's got a name. You know what this thing is called? It's called a fact. See, Philip Bump, who pretends to be, again, a journalist, who's really an, a client, maybe for the unfiltered show, is a joker in real life, doesn't want you to know the facts because Philip Bump wants you to focus on the gun instead is if the gun magically shot itself, not a guy who deported, who was deported five times, which may say something about open borders and the dangerous public safety situation, it says. But here's where the story gets even more ridiculous. It's funny how the left is eager to avoid race, ethnicity, and any intersectional issue when it doesn't contribute to their political narrative. Yet it's really weird when race does contribute to your political narrative. They're the first ones to use it. So you, we, we were just told, correct, fellas? I just read for you the headline, Philip Bump. We shouldn't be talking about uh, legal status or ethnicity or where people are from when it comes to this kind of stuff involving immigration and other things, which is really weird because Eric Adams, who I told you is a big phony and a fake and a fraud, the clown mayor in New York, an absolute joker. I knew this guy when he was a police officer in New York, not personally, but he was a, back then. The, the joke was never get in front of Eric Adams, Adams in a camera. Everything was racist to this guy ever. Now he's saying sending illegals up to New York is racist. And he's blaming the Texas governor. So I don't get it. Are we allowed to talk about race when it comes to immigration and crime and all this other stuff? Or are we not? Because if immigrants are an awesome, good thing, even if they're here illegally all the time, then Eric Adams should be saying, this is awesome. I'm so glad we're a sanctuary city. But it's really strange. He's not saying that. It's almost like he's full of stuff. And this is why the blue state exodus continues, by the way. This is why people are pouring out of blue states, because they've created hell holes. Now, listen, nobody has more moral authority to talk about this than I do. I was born in a blue state. I lived in two of them. I grew up in New York into my 20s, moved to Maryland, spent over a decade in Maryland, two deep blue states, and then moved to the free state of Florida here. Folks, the numbers speak for themselves. People want out of these crazy places run by lunatics who believe in wokeism and intersectionality. Read this article. It was in yesterday's newsletter. Blue states suffer the largest population and tax revenue losses as red states see the largest gains. 
By the way, in case you think this is a conspiracy theory because you're a moron, leftist, imbecile, loser, it's IRS data. So the government you claim to love, this is their data. Are they lying too? You don't think it's a coincidence that there's been a mass exodus out of two states dominated by liberals, California and New York? And where are they leaving to go to? Where are they leaving to go to? Illinois and Michigan? No. Try Texas and Florida, which just happen to be the two biggest red states. You think that's a coincidence? You know, the liberals out there, are you this stupid all the time? Or is it a special like Tuesday special thing you do? Like a Denny's Grand Slam stupid breakfast? Are you always this freaking dumb? People are evacuating the states you run. Why is that? Uh, It's the weather. It's the weather. Really, that's interesting. People come down. Because you know what's fascinating? The same people who come down here in order to not be residents from New York so they don't have to pay the taxes and their businesses don't have to be subjected to the regulations, they go back to get away from the summer heat down here in Florida. It's got a name, Joe. They call them uh, snow, snowbirds. Snow, yeah. yeah. Snowbirds. So weird. So weird. They're down for the weather, and yet they don't like the weather because it's hot, so they go back. But as long as they're not residents. So strange. It's almost like you're stupid all the time and can't process information. Why do we have to live with these idiots? I'm sorry I'm extra salty today, but why do we have to live with dipwads? Why? I get it. Like, I understand I'm a freedom guy. You do what you, you do, you, I'll do me. But why do we have to live with idiots? And leaving for the weather, really? And then they leave to get away from the weather to go back as long as you don't declare them residents and have to live by your rules? <laughs> Seems kind of strange. It's almost like you're a moron. And then you get idiots like this. I wanted to play this yesterday, but I ran out of time. Here's Bernie Sanders. You want to see why people are uh, is trying to escape? Biggest fraud out there. A millionaire himself, by the way. A total fake and a phony. This is one of the, the, uh, the monarchs of the woke movement. This dunce who has zero principles at all. Here he is suggesting the single dumbest thing I've ever heard. A tax on billionaires where they confiscate every dollar above 999999 You get it. Because he thinks that's enough money. Has he even considered the fact that these people who have worked this money, who created major corporations, creating products, medicines, and stuff we want, that they would then not produce anything over that amount because nothing they produce they would gain the benefit of? Has he even considered? The answer is no, he hasn't. Because he's like one of these idiots claiming people moved to Florida for the weather and not to get the hell away from New York. Check this out. You're saying that... Billionaires should not exist. So you're, are you basically saying that once you get to $999 million, yeah. that the government should confiscate all the rest? I'm saying that we should go back to a very progressive tax policy like what we had under Dwight D. Eisenhower. Which would mean that, that after over a yeah. billion dollars, basically yeah. it all goes to the government. Fine, you may disagree with me. But I'm I just said, asking. Like, fine. Yeah, I think people can make it on 900 you know, $99 million. Folks, nobody paid those tax rates in 1950 under Eisenhower. Bernie knows this. He's a fake. He's a phony. He's a fraud. He's a hypocrite. He's a clown. There were about 450 people in the entire country that paid those tax rates. Nobody paid them. Bernie wants a tax rate nobody actually paid. Idiot. Here's the dirty little secret. They all invested in muni bonds and other things from cities who were desperate for cash that were tax-free so they didn't have to pay the taxes. Guy is such an idiot. People fall for this crap all the time. All right, I got a piece of good news. Small Republican victory yesterday. And listen, Republican victories, you got to kind of, you know, got to keep people excited once in a while. I know the party lets us down a lot and we cover that. You know that we are more than fair to uh, criticize criticizing the swamp uh, kind of realm and space. There are other people do it too. Not just us. What? Why does he have three homes? Who said that hula lady, three homes because he's a fake because he's a phony. That's why hula lady. He's a big freaking fake, fake, big F fake, fake. I wish phony began with an F. We've got fake and a phony, double F. All right, 
victory yesterday. Again, small one. Let's not start cracking the Dom Perignon. Hey, look at it. But Biden had a cave yesterday because Biden's an idiot and a tactical moron who opens his mouth too much. I'm not going to negotiate on the debt ceiling. We could default and destroy the United States. Uh, what? So they're negotiating to avoid default. You just said was going to destroy the United States, but you're not going to negotiate? You know, those two things don't work at the same time. I'll show you what I mean in a minute. Folding like a cheap suit because he's an idiot. Our last sponsor for it's GenuCell. Ladies and gentlemen, sure, you can go to Brazil, Colombia, these other places and get stuff done to your face and all. But why on earth do you want to take that chance? Now you can look years younger right before your eyes during GenuCell's Mother's Day sale. Here's a real review from GenuCell.com. Claire said, I love me some GenuCell. My skin feels so good, tighter, younger, with a more even tone. And I only use it for a week. My advice for everyone, take a before picture. But her husband, Jim, makes a more exciting point. Wife loves it. Ever since I purchased it for for her, things got much more interesting after dark. Congratulations, Jim. Sounds like you're going to have a good weekend. It's true. Nothing works like GenuCell. It's a family recipe for over 20 years. Made by a compounding pharmacist in small batches. Always safe, cruelty-free, and natural. Now go to GenuCell, G-E-N-U-C-E-L, GenuCell.com slash Dan. Save over 70% off GenuCell's most popular package during their Mother's Day sale. Every most popular package features their ultra retinol and dark spot corrector, so don't wait. Go to GenuCell.com slash Dan, GenuCell.com slash Dan. Get a complimentary spa essentials box with every package order from now until Mother's Day, plus a free upgrade to priority shipping. GenuCell.com slash Dan. That's GenuCell.com. Slash Dan. Thank you, Jenny. So much appreciated. All right. This happened yesterday. So Biden caved on the debt ceiling. Biden had stated ridiculously, again, the clown he is because he's a tactical idiot uh, who doesn't has the cognitive abilities of a five-year-old. He said, I'm not going to negotiate on it. You know, which is a fine position to take if you're not going to simultaneously claim at the same time that if the debt ceiling is in hike, that the country is going to collapse and it's going to result in a default that will collapse our economy. I mean, I don't know how to explain this any other way, because, again, there are liberals listening and they are mega imbeciles. So imagine it this way. Imagine saying the Russians are claiming they're going to attack us in a week in a nuclear strike next Wednesday. OK, they're going to give us an extra day, a week and a day. Right. And the Russians are saying, hey, we should negotiate this. Can you imagine Biden coming out publicly going, no, no, we're not going to negotiate. I know nothing. I know nothing. That's it's a Sergeant Soldier. He, it's, yeah. he does the Schultz all the time. You would say to yourself, well, that sounds kind of dumb considering it's an existential crisis, correct? Biden's so dumb like he didn't get that. What he did is he painted himself into a corner. And I've done this before. Too. Listen, it happens. But when you're the president with advisors surrounding you, everybody probably told him this was a stupid idea. So yesterday he caved. Because Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, saying we could default on June 1st on some of our debts and not be able to pay interest, he doesn't do it. So McCarthy was on Fox and explained this yesterday about the debt ceiling. And he's right. He should take a little bit of a victory lap. They passed the bill. And Biden, uh, you know, Biden's sitting in the corner. Then what do I do? The answer is now you're going to have to figure it out. Check this out. Let's be sensible about it. Look what the White House has said. They actually said we would melt children's bones. We would bring asthma across this country. You know how radical this bill is? We simply go back to our spending levels of where it was four months ago. At that time, at that spending level, the president praised it of what we were able to do. We claw back unspent money from COVID. He signed a bill that said the pandemic is over. Why would you leave those billions of dollars sitting there and not save the taxpayer money? Listen, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. The hard reality is whether you like McCarthy or not, he's absolutely correct. The bill they passed in the House of Representatives, in my opinion, is even a good one. It only pairs back spending to what we were spending four months ago when we were still running a trillion dollar debt. But the point is, do you understand now how ridiculous Biden's claims are? Everyone's going to starve, Joe. Programs cut everywhere. Really? You mean like we were spending just four months ago when we were running still trillion dollar deficits? Just stupid. He's counting on the press, however, to save him. Just like Tony Blinken, another clown. You know, our secretary of state, who now, according to uh, one of those intel officials that signed the letter, now we know Tony Blinken was the impetus for this letter. That letter about the Russian laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop. The guy's the secretary of state. He's asked a simple question about this by Benjamin Hall from uh, Fox. And he couldn't even answer the question about the laptop. 
because he's counting on the press to save him. Take a look. Do you accept that the, the laptop is not Russian disinformation? Again, from my perspective, uh, I'm not, not engaging in politics. I've got a lot on my agenda, we, things that we've just talked about, uh, trying to help the Ukrainians and the uh, Russian aggression against them, uh, engaging with uh, allies and partners around the world uh, in dealing with some of the challenges posed by China. Uh, we have a situation now in Sudan that's uh, fully occupied my time. So that's where my focus is. So just to be clear, this guy who's the secretary of state charged as the lead diplomat for the United States with foreign countries overseas made a false claim and was the alleged impetus behind that, uh, you know, Hunter Biden laptop is Russian disinformation letter, which caused a major rift between us and Russia. And we're supposed to just let this go outside of Benjamin Hall. No one's going to ask him this question. It's just going to be wiped under the rug. And he's a appears to be a big liar too. article in the newsletter today. Tony Blinken swore he never emailed Hunter Biden, despite laptop proof. They've got the laptop, folks. The email's right there. Hey, Tony, Hunter says, you want to go get some coffee? Absolutely, Blinken emailed back. I'm about to land. The email's right there. These guys are freaking liars. And then he's claiming like, oh, yeah, you know, I wasn't the impetus for the letter. Look at the testimony of Mike Morell, one of the Intel guys. Uh, when Tony Blinken, when he asked him about emails, too, they said, hey, do you have any other means of correspondence with Hunter Biden emails, text? No, he says. No. He's lying. The guy's a liar. They're all frauds. They're full of crap all the time. I I'm, I'm just, we got to move. I, I, it just pisses me off. I don't know why I put this stuff in there. It drives me crazy. I, I feel like I'm exposing to you the fact that they're liars. But honestly, it's just freaking annoying. Shouldn't have put that in there. I hate stories like that. I just. Damn it. They just, they get away with everything, man. Everything all the time. Here's a more important story. Folks, this artificial intelligence thing is really, really got me concerned. I know there are a lot of you out there, maybe in the chat, a lot of you on Facebook, a lot of you seem to think I'm on the wrong side of this. This could be a positive good. Totally fair. I'm always open to hearing a counter position. There's nothing I would like to be more then consoled on the idea that AI is going to be a massive productivity enhancer. We're all going to be rich one day. However, I'm also an observer of facts and I know my limits because I'm not a stupid, smart person. I'm a smart, smart person and smart, smart people other than stupid, smart people, smart, smart people know the limits of their own knowledge. I don't know a lot about how AI works. So when I see stories like this in Fox business, Google's godfather of AI, godfather of AI quits to spread the word about the dangers of AI and warns it'll lead to bad things. I don't know about you, but I get nervous about this. He says it's hard to see how you can prevent bad actors from using AI for bad things. Now, Axios had an email out this morning. They're a left-wing site. But they asked a bunch of AI researchers, hey, what could go bad? Folks, I'm going to go through them fast, these five things. I'm not going to take too long on this. But these are all really bad. They note cyber attacks could explode, that prompts can generate working malicious code, meaning more bigger and increasingly diverse cyber attacks, i.e. AI can just invent malicious code and never, just never stopping. You want constant phishing attacks on your phone, your bank accounts empty, fake nudes of you on the internet, fake texts of you on the internet. I mean, scams proliferate, they note. Forget clumsy emails, phishing and fraud schemes will take the form of real sounding pleas for help. What if they hack into your phone, get a voicemail of your daughter? Next thing you know, you're getting a call for your daughter. Dad, I've been kidnapped. Send me $10,000. Oh my gosh. Meanwhile, it's all fake. Oh, we would never do that. How do we know? How do we know? How do you know it would never do that? How do you know, as the Google AI guy said, bad actors won't take control of it and make it do that? They note there could be a disinformation problem. Here's a video of Donald Trump in a room with a PP tape. Uh, that's fake. No, it's real. AI made it up. What about this one? Do you even think about this? One of their concerns, surveillance. America has 70 million closed circuit TV cameras. Imagine this AI figures out a way to access all of these cameras on everybody's phones all over the place. Folks, you would have a massive surveillance state. They know everything you did all the time. You want everything you did, doing, have done, videotaped all the time? I don't. 
Last one. Strong men could use it to crack down. You're darn right they could. The only saving grace here is I did an interview with an AI in one of my last shows on Fox, an AI specialist. And he said that China is actually more afraid of AI than we are because they're afraid the AI is going to allow people to access information to see how bad the Chinese Communist Party is. It's the only saving grace to this whole thing here. All right, one last story I wanted to get to just to show you. Nobody changed their vote. We got the votes on the record earlier about Karine Jean-Pierre. Yeah. Karine Jean-Pierre says a lot of stupid things. We know that. She's actually made a cottage industry out of saying really dumb, ridiculous things. This, however, may take the cake. Here is Karine Jean-Pierre on the massive border crisis. We are the worst crisis we've been in two decades. Numbers are exploding at the border. And she just like, I don't know how to describe it, made this up about how Biden's team is like, there's somehow these new uh, border champions for border safety and security. Listen to this absurd. When it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than 90 percent. And that's because of this act, the actions that this president has taken. 90 percent, folks. Oh! Who strikes again? <laughs> this is awesome. Community Notes is back on Twitter. We love Community <laughs> Notes. We are big fans of Community Notes. This goes in the Community Notes Hall of Fame. Attached to that ridiculous soundbite. As a community note on Twitter, the number of migrants crossing the U.S. border in the South has hit a 20-year record high. U.S. border officials recorded a 25% jump in migrant crossings in March alone. Thank you, community notes. Doing my job for me there, correcting the record, because this stuff really does get me angry. These people lie with impunity all the time. I love to see them get wrecked. Hey, thank you very much for making the live chat a huge hit. We have grown from 10 to 20 to 30 to 40,000 people. It has been an, uh, an enormous pleasure to do this with you every day. Please join us, rumble.com slash Bongino, 11 a.m. every day, Eastern time. We are so happy to have you here. I love corresponding with you all in the chat and reading your comments. It is, uh, it, it, I really enjoy it. And please follow us while you're here. Click that follow button. That way you get the notification every day. It's all free. Subscriptions, follows, it's all free. And then please subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Help us stay on those top charts. We really appreciate it. I will see you back here at 11 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.